You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here's your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Just prepare yourself now for this episode. I interviewed 10-year-old Prisha Hadow on her most recent accomplishment of becoming one of the world's youngest published authors ever. I conducted the public relations for Prisha's book, Pandemic 2020, about her experiences, thoughts, and suggestions for going through a pandemic. The media attention we received was totally amazing. And likewise, Prisha knocked every media interview out of the park. So not only is her philanthropy surrounding the book sales inspiring, but you may also even be motivated to write your own book after hearing her story. Prisha, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited for us to get to talk. Yes, thank you so much for having me today. So first, I'm just going to jump right in, and I would love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about yourself. Yes, definitely. So definitely, I became an author through this time. I wrote my first book, Pandemic 2020, A Nine-Year-Old's Perspective. So basically, in this book, you can find practical tips for online schooling, hobbies, and healthy habits during COVID-19. I wrote this book during um, the quarantine when lockdown first started um, and social distancing and everything. So um, this is definitely a book that I really enjoy and I can really look at myself and read it and know that it was me. Um, Basically, when you read this book, you're going to see a lot of my emotions, a lot of my perspective. And I'll just be giving you suitable tips and things I like and stuff I don't really get to share with the world, but now I'm getting a chance to, I can. I'm also a dancer. I've been dancing for six years and I really enjoy it. I've done quite a lot of performances um, and my favorite subjects are math and social studies. So that's just a little bit about me. And what I love about you and your book is it does give you such practical tips. Um, I've read this book. It's fantastic. Prisha is such an impressive young lady and you're welcome. The book really does give your perspective to what it was like to go through that. And um, Prisha and I have worked together over the last few months to promote this book and something that she always makes very clear is she wrote this book to be able to read or for others to be able to read the next time there's a pandemic or a hundred years from now for people that didn't live during the pandemic to be able to look back and see what life was like and you know some of those adjustments but Prisha I'd love for you to share what that was like um kind of how this started. Um, I I know you always tell the story about walking around the lake with your parents. So take us back to that moment and and really walk us through how your thoughts became a book. Yes, definitely. Okay. So what happened first was I've said this in many interviews, but once again, I have to say it. Um, I watched the news. So, you know, during when COVID started coming in to different places around the world, my parents and I wanted more information and wanted more knowledge about it. 
So we used to walk to Nia's. And then I started writing note cards, went out of nowhere. I thought it would be a good way for me to remember the pandemic just in case I forget. So basically in those note cards, I would write about what I did in my daily basis, my day-to-day -day activities and stuff I learned that day. Then slowly those note cards turned into detailed essays. And I basically researched about different topics that related to what you can do when you're bored at home. Or maybe on one essay, it was about how you can take precautions, just many different things, but way more detailed than my daily note cards. So then we were walking by the lake and my mom said, hey, Prisha, you write these note cards and essays why not start writing a book? And my dad thought that was like a great idea. So I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. So I sat at the dining table and I started typing my emotions, my feelings and whatever was locked up in my brain into the computer. And then slowly it got printed out and now it's became a book. So I'm really excited about it. And yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> And really, like, that's amazing to me because now she is one of the youngest known authors in the world. And that is just so incredible to me because, like, that's the beauty of it, Prisha. Like, you didn't even set out to specifically write a book. Write a it book. Was, yeah. yeah, it was just you documenting your feelings and knowing that this exactly. was an experience that could truly be once in a lifetime. We kind of all hope it's once in a lifetime. Um, yeah, we sure do. <laughs> but that to me is just so amazing because that just shows that um, we really just kind of have to go with our gut because there's so often going to be experiences or opportunities that pop up in our life. But um, it's, you know, really kind of just saying, I'm going to, I'm going to write this down because I feel the need to, I feel the desire to, it's really helping me cope with what's going on. But little did you know, those, that gut instinct that you had to do that was meant to develop into more and was meant for you to write a book so that you could share this with the world. Yeah, that was something I definitely was surprised with. I was sitting down after the book was published and my mom came to me and she's like, Prisha, you're one of the youngest authors in the world. And first of all, for me, I was just really grateful I had the opportunity to write a book and it got published, but then this news really excited me. So yeah, it was a definitely a good coincidence and I'm happy it happened. <laughs> So when you think back to the whole experience of writing your thoughts on the computer all the way up, you know, even to now doing media interviews surrounding the launch of this book, what has been the most enjoyable part? What is the part that you're like, oh, I really like doing that? Um, so in the interviews, I think my while this book launch and everything, my favorite part was definitely taking into like, um, you know, answering questions and in interviews specific questions, because I feel like I can really say what I want to, because this book is what's in my mind. And I feel that ease and I have a lot of fun doing it. Like right now we're doing it. I'm having tons of fun and I'm really excited. So that was definitely something that is always enjoyable no matter what. So, <laughs> And I think that would be the same for me if I wrote a book. So I completely agree with you on that. Um, okay, so we're going to flip that question on its head, though. 
What has been the hardest part about writing a book? What's been the part that you're like, I had no idea this was so difficult. I feel like the part of writing the book wasn't as difficult, but once it was getting published, it was uh, quite uh, like an experience of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was just not a certain thing at all that was really hard. But there definitely were a few things that I realized, not so much as bumps or things that were really, really hard, but just things that I slowly realized. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Did we really have to do that? Was that really meant to be? But yeah, not not much. And I, I kind of feel like I have a little bit of insider information just having worked with you through this process. But you're absolutely right. There are you know, those, those pieces of the puzzle where you think, you think writing the book's going to be the most difficult part. You think actually having to sit down and, and come up with the thoughts and translate those thoughts that are in your head <laughs> onto paper. Um, but really for you, yeah, that was really, the, that, that was the easy part. Um, easy part. <laughs> but you know, you're right. There definitely becomes, um, you know, bumps in the road and obstacles when it comes to actually getting the book published, Um, you know, I know with printing, you know, there, there's always, is it this date? Is it this date? And you're absolutely right. Those things do pop up and those are the things that we don't think are going to be a problem. And then they end up being the, the biggest bumps that we encounter, but you know, you know, sometimes it just happens, you know, writing the book I thought was going to be the hard part but it just came out of my brain. It came out of my thinking and it went onto the computer and slowly got printed out into paper. So you never know when it happens. And, you know, that just means that it was meant to be for you because it came so effortlessly that you just meant to write that book. Okay. So (laughs) we've been talking a lot about all the media interviews you've done. Now I have to say this for the listeners I have worked in PR for, I'm not going to say exactly how many years because I feel getting older every, um, every day that I have to say that many years, but it's been many years and I primarily in working in public relations, I have been tasked with getting media interviews for clients and I, you know, am pitching my clients and giving the uh, hosts or the reporters different um, pitches and angles that I think would be a good fit for their outlet. Now, Prisha comes along and I'm like, this, this is a great topic. It's timely. People are talking about it. We were still right in the middle of lockdown. Um, you're, you had just celebrated a birthday. And so you had written the book when you were nine, um, you had just turned 10 and I knew this was going to be a good story, but I had no idea how good of a story this was going to be because everyone I pitched Prisha to said yes. And the more interviews that Prisha did, the more I was able to send those links to those media outlets and they said, yes, 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 yes. We want to have her because they were able to see how great she was in these media interviews and how she's just such a natural. But Preisha, I want to hear from you and your firsthand experience. What was it like doing so many media interviews? I think you did 11, like in the first week of us putting you out there as 
the yeah, author of this crazy. book. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us about what was that like? Okay, well, definitely at the beginning, it was new. I really always enjoyed entertaining people. Or whenever I was young, I'd be like, mom, ask me this question. I'm going to answer it. So definitely it was a new thing, a new experience. But I already had something that I expected from myself. So I feel like it was really fun. And slowly all these interviews have been happening. And I've gathered things that I didn't realize. I'd say stuff like in this interview, maybe I'll pick up something that I never realized, but it actually is true. So there's just a lot of ton of things that I really enjoyed about these interviews. So yeah. And you did so good. And that's where I think we're, we're, I just like would cheer you on everyone that I would get to see live (laughs) or get to see afterwards. I'd be like, oh, she's doing so good. But I think it also, we have to give some credit because you love to dance and you mentioned that and you create these social media videos where you self-choreograph a dance and then you film it and you post it to your channels and your parents help you manage these accounts, but um, you really love creating this content and being on camera. So talk to us about kind of how you were able to start um, posting to social media and kind of when you said to your parents like, hey, can I do this? Will you let me create these videos and, and share them? So you know the funny part about this? I didn't even have to ask my parents because when I was young, my parents wanted footage of me as a little kid. Obviously, they would have memories of that they wanted visual footage, just like any other parent. So they started taking videos of me. And I, I, I always think I had that passion of dance in my heart. So they would always tell, hey, Prisha, do you want to do this song? I'll record it for you. So those videos got posted um, on YouTube. So we did that for the first few years of my dancing. And then sooner, about when I was nine, I turned nine, my, my parents were like, hey, Prisha, I think you are old enough to be doing this like you know do stuff that you like Mm -hmm. so basically what happened was I started my YouTube channel when I was nine so in my YouTube channel I share my choreographed dances um and just a lot of stuff that I enjoy maybe it's a vlog maybe it's a choreographed dance there's just a lot of different things on there and I really enjoy dancing so that's definitely something where I can go to and look back at when I want to see my dances Also, I previously started Instagram. So in Instagram, there's something called Reels. And on Reels, I post some dances or trends going on. So that's a place where you can see my choreographed dances. And I'm also on Facebook. So on Facebook, you can see some of my other choreographed dances, dances and usual. So uh, yeah, that's basically it. (laughs) But everything's definitely managed by my parents. So yeah. And I I will definitely link up all of those places so everyone can check out your channels and subscribe. Um, And I have to ask this question because I know whenever we would talk, you would say, um, you know, I don't don't really know how to answer this question, but the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm going to call it a drop the mic moment. Do you know what I'm saying when I say drop the mic, Prisha, when when somebody kind of says something and then 
they it's like the last word I just don't know how to answer it yeah okay yes okay (laughs) you were asked on a media interview what do you want to be when you grow older do you think you want to be an author and Preesha's response to this was I already am an author and to (laughs) me that was a drop the mic moment because it's so true you are already an author But I have to go to that question and say, because maybe you've given this some more thought over the last month, what do you want to do at this current moment once all of your schooling is um, over? Okay, so definitely I'll go through bumps in my life where I change my decision, but currently I really like math and social studies. So I think I'm going to be somewhere when I'm older and maybe um, something I pick when I decide to study in college. I really just like learning about history and things that have been going out throughout the history of different places. So yeah, in math too, I created my own website. So technology came in that area. And yeah, basically just a ton of things all over the place. But I think for now, I'm settled on either doing something in history or being in architecture or maybe um, something in technology, just a few things here and there, but I haven't made my mind up yet, but I think slowly as my studies are finished, I'll wrap my mind out about it after experiencing a ton of different things. And yeah, that's what I think. And I think that you, you answered it the best way you possibly could because you obviously have a ton of time to make that decision and there should never be any pressure on you to make that decision right now. So I think you handled that beautifully and I just loved how you answered that in previous interviews too. So I wanted to give you a shout out for that. So now we're kind of turning our attention more to selfish and self-care. So I explained to you, The reason I call this podcast selfish is because I want um, those listening to practice self-care and I want them to be able to take time for themselves so that they can be better versions of themselves and they can feel like they're not stressed or have anxiety. And just like we mentioned, Preisha summed it up whenever we were talking about this and said, basically it's stuff that I like to do. And I was like, yeah, it really is. That's, it's basically as simple as that. What are the stuff you'd like to do? So I'm going to ask you, Preisha, how are you selfish? Okay, well, there's a few things that I really, I feel like I'm really selfish about. I really love family time and collaborating with my family. I think that's a biggie for me because there are just some, those special moments, that quality time that you can get out of it. So spending time with my family or chatting with my friends, things like that, or even in bed at night, scrolling, scrolling to TikToks or making one, just a lot of different things all over the place. I really enjoy um, pretending to be an actor and like acting a scene out. Just the thing that I really enjoy and stuff that I'm a little more private about. So my parents definitely have, they know, they know me and the whole world. Um, people know me too. Um, but yeah, definitely like scrolling to TikToks, doing choreographed dances. I even wrote my book. So I guess I can add that because it <laughs> was can. definitely fun writing it. So I would say 
those things. And whoever is listening to this, please make sure you buy a copy of my book. You can find it on Amazon or my website, www.preshadout.com, because every book that's going to be sold is at least going to help someone in need. So this is the part for that. So basically all the book sales and money I will get from the book, I'm dividing it into three portions. So my major, major portion will be going to people in need and just COVID-19 health organizations. So on Thanksgiving, I donated 1,050 Thanksgiving meals with my book sales money. Then during Christmas, I donated another additional 1,000 meals to the Dare to Care Food Bank. And then I also donated $500 to the Team Kentucky Fund. And um, for Governor Bashir, you might know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. So definitely helping the community really also warms my heart. So definitely just a lot of things here and there that I enjoy. Yeah, I think that's a big piece of you know, this story, Prisha, that you touched on is you specifically said, you know, with the sales of this book, I'm going to put a major portion towards my education. I'm going to put a major portion to giving back to the community. And maybe I'll keep a little bit for some fun money, which I absolutely think you should do. You worked hard for that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, that to me just shows your heart because um, you really have been thinking about all the lives that you can impact by just purchasing your book. And that's always been the front forward focus for you when you're doing these interviews and when you're, um, when you were talking with me about the book. And so I think that just shows how impressive you are and um, really that there's going to be so many cool things for you in your life. And I'm just so excited to see what comes. But before, before we see what comes for you, I have to ask what is next for Prisha? What do you, what are your goals or what are your plans in the next month, six months, year? Is there anything in your mind that you're working towards right now? So I definitely want to do more donations and help the community out. So that's something I want to continue doing till I can't do it anymore. Um, also, there's not much. Maybe I'll write a book. So you should definitely look out for that one. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't have a certain project in mind, but I just want to keep going for it and keep going till I have another path to head to. So yeah. Any ideas on what your next book could potentially be about? Um, no certain one, but I feel like I've said a lot about my perspective in pandemic 2020. This is not certain, but I might talk about how different perspectives can affect a situation. It's the first thing that came to my mind, but you know, we'll see. I'm not sure. So (laughs) very cool. Well, we will keep our eyes out so that we can see what is coming for you. Well, As I said, I am really grateful you took the time to talk with me today. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. And you are such an impressive and giving young lady, Prisha. So thank you for talking with me today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.